When things go wrong It's natural to wonder What celestial rule did I break? When things go right It's logical to ponder What credit can I take? But the truth is so much easier I don't need a master plan I can live here in the moment Cause my life is in good hands I don't need to know Where the wind blows Cause God knows I don't need to know What the future holds Cause God knows I need never know How pain ends How my heart mends I can just let go Cause God knows But still I find I'm crying out for answers I guess I'm still craving control and still I find I'm afraid of taking chances As if I could damage my soul But at this moment I remember It comes so clear to me That the minute I surrender I'm as safe as I could be Where the time goes, cause God knows I don't need to know what the future holds Cause God knows I need never know how pain ends, how my heart mends can just let go Cause God knows I need never know How pain ends How my heart mends I can just let go
God knows. God knows. I'm standing here smiling because he shared some of the words of the song with me and I said, that sounds perfect. Well, now that I'm listening to the whole song, it's literally some of the things I was saying to myself this week. We're in a time of change right now and there's so much unknowing. There's so much of having to let go, for me anyway. And although the pandemic has slowed down in our area, getting back out there brings new unknown territory and our life is changing right in front of our eyes. You know, life on life terms. The name of my talk is Embrace the Mystery, Expect a Miracle. And we're going to examine how we see the world and how we see ourselves embracing this mystery. We're gonna look at what we need to do in order to embrace the mystery and what that takes, what does it mean? And also, what is it to expect a miracle? At Unity, we believe, as Sean said earlier, that we believe in God, which is one of our first principles, is that God is absolute good, all-knowing, all-power, all-presence. That sounds wonderful. God is infinite. The problem is that we have a finite mind. And I don't know about you, but it's difficult for me to wrap my mind around that. And at Unity, we're also not asked to check our brain at the door. At Unity, we bring together science and theology. We interpret things metaphysically. There is a Buddhist story, a famous Buddhist story, of five blind men and an elephant. And the five blind men were told to describe what an elephant is like. So the first blind man went up and he was around the, the trunk and he was touching the trunk and he says, well, an elephant is like a boa snake. And then the next man said, no, no, no. And the next man was around the elephant's ears and said, no, the elephant is like a palm leaf. And the third man is at the elephant's body and he says, no, the elephant is like a boulder. And the fourth man is at the, the elephant's leg and he's saying, no, the elephant is like a tree. And the fifth man is at the tail and says, no, the elephant is like a vine. And the purpose of the story is they're all talking about the same thing, but they all have different perspectives. And that's what the world is like every day. We all have different perspectives. And that's what spirituality is. We all have different perspectives. And we come from a world, and we live in a culture that people like things, to the science, to know, to have the facts. And in a spiritual journey, we don't necessarily have facts. And we can't necessarily figure it out. I've spent many, many years figuring things out until there came a time in my life where I had a situation, it couldn't be figured out. I had to let go, I had to surrender. And right now is one of those times. I found myself the other day really struggling with, what am I gonna do? As a massage therapist, yes, as of June 17th, we can do massage again, but my corporate clients aren't allowing me to go in and do massage. And I have to be honest, I'm not sure if I want to. And my life is different. I want to figure it out, but I, I really am not in the position to. So what I'm left with is what I've learned here, is to be still, go within, ask for guidance. 
and see what my heart really desires. And once I know what my heart desires, then I will get the steps to move forward. There are many stories in the Bible that bring us to that place. And, you know, one of the things that I learned many years ago when I started on this journey and I found myself in my first 12-step room was that I'm an egomaniac with an inferiority complex. I need to figure things out. I'm a control freak. And I was just told that recently also, that I still have those tendencies. <laughs> I don't want to say where I was told that, but anyway, figure it out. Um, <laughs> but when we let go of our ego, we're left with soul. We're left with our soul. And the soul seeks truth and purpose. Our heart needs to feel, and our feelings point us in the direction that we need to go, because that's where our, our feelings come from, our heart. And we know that we're getting close to the truth because we feel it in our body. At least that's how I know. I have a full body sensation of knowing this is the truth. Sometimes you have even seen me. It brings me to tears because that is the truth. I'm experiencing the truth. So what am I or what are you using to get through this time of uncertainty, through this time of unknowing and mystery? We need to first embrace the mystery, life on life's terms. And we need to be willing to surrender, be willing to let go. And then we need to let go. We need to let go of what we think it's supposed to look like. Have our faith in God. Have our faith that everything is going to be okay. As God is for me, nothing is against me. Not this pandemic, not racism. This is all, these are all things that we will overcome and rise above because we have that choice, we have that power within us. In Matthew 6:26, Jesus said, Look at the birds in the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in the barn. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And why do you worry about what to wear? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. And then right after that in Matthew 6.33, Seek first my kingdom and righteousness, and all things will be given to you as well. So Jesus is asking us to look at all of nature and how God has provided for nature. They don't have the mind. They don't have the intellect that we do. And they're taken care of, and so will we. In Holy Spirit's interpretation of the New Testament, Matthew 6, 26, and 33, is interpreted this way. Therefore, do not worry about which way you should go or what you should do next. Instead, ask now for the surety of the light to light the way for your next step. Listen in quiet to the guidance of the heart as it tells you where to place your step. Be concerned only with letting your steps be led. For by following the guidance of the light, you will surely be walking the way of life. For the light and life are one. But if you let your mind be distracted by other concerns and you begin to worry about troubles within the world, you will forget to step carefully with the light and you will run frantically into the dark. Then you shall look around and realize that once more you are lost, 
for you cannot find the path of life without the guidance of the light. For the light and the life are one. If you have lost one, you have lost the other. So that is another way that really spoke to me and what I've learned from here at Unity is to go within and seek the kingdom. That's the light. And that's all I have to keep on doing and that's gonna show me the way even though I don't know. And I know when I go into my heart, what does my heart desire? My heart desires joy and health, a way to be in service, a way to prosper. And that has been shown to me over and over again. So why do I lose my faith? I guess because I'm human. I guess because we are in this time that's a little scary. You know, Sean asked me for this title a few weeks ago, and I meditate on it, and it comes through. Embrace the mystery, expect a miracle came through. And, you know, before I realized that that's when I was resisting, and I wasn't embracing the mystery. It's, it's funny how these titles come to me, and it's spirit. It's always spirit waking me up to how I'm really being and how I've forgotten who I am and whose I am. And it's time to get back. And it's time to expect a miracle. My thoughts create my reality. And the reality that I was experiencing was suffering because I was wondering, what is it I have to do? I had to figure it out. <laughs> so when I go in and I, I seek the kingdom, I'm reassured that I am okay and everything is going to be okay. And I focus on what I already have. I've had 27 years of surrendering and letting go and it being provided for. And knowing the first, I don't know, 12 or 13, 14, 15, actually, um, if I've only been here 10 years, the first 17 years, I thought I was in control. I thought I was the source. It wasn't until I came here that I realized God is my source. Yes, I was getting business. It was because I was surrendering, but it was not with the conscious awareness that God was my source. Today, that is the, my first path that I go to. God is my source when I forget. So as we move through this pandemic, be willing to let go and surrender to a deeper healing. As the storm passes, we rise above. So if you want to evolve, which I'm pretty sure everybody here, people aren't drawn to unity if they don't want to evolve, then it's really about surrendering an old idea that you have, the limited way of thinking, so that you can become that which you are called to be. It is the greater revelation of who you truly are. Our willingness to embrace the mystery. You can't figure it out. You must seek the kingdom from within. Our ego cannot give us the life of our dreams. Its purpose is intended to protect and establish a perspective point for soul incarnation. Our intellect cannot manifest the life of our dreams. Its purpose is to help navigate facts, the world of facts. And there are things we need to figure it out, but not the life of our dreams. For that, we must surrender. Surrender the need to have all the answers and how and whens. Let go of the human knowing and trust the currents of life itself. Be willing to, and then, to actually surrender to the mystery of God within you. 
So if you're in that place and you're saying, how is this all going to turn out? How is my life going to be? That's the answer. And then when you do, and you follow that, you follow that guidance, you follow that heart's desire, you can expect a miracle. You know, Einstein said there's two ways. Let me see, I have the quote right here. There are only two ways to live your life. One is as though everything is a miracle, and the other is as though nothing is a miracle. I choose to believe everything is a miracle. You know, today on the way here, I was reading some of what I was going to do my talk on, and I happened to look up, and these days they have billboards that change, right? The message on the billboard keeps changing. And I look up, and there's a completely black billboard, and in white it says unity, the state of being one or joined as a whole. That was a miracle to me, that I happened to be looking down and thinking about what I was going to talk about today, and I look up and there's a message for me from God. That's how I see it. That's how I see the miracles in life. The miracle of, I told Kenneth a little bit about my talk and he comes up with two amazing songs that are perfect. So we're embracing the change because, because we're living life on life's terms. We get ourselves unanchored from what we want it to look like. And in this mystery, we know there is change. Change is here now. And if we're going to be intentional and create change in our lives, we need spiritual power. And our spiritual power lies within us. The God, the oneness within us. So God is power. God is the creation power in every one of us. We don't need to create that power. It's already there. We only need to know what our desire is and come from that place. That is our job, to direct it intentionally, purposefully, and meaningfully in a way towards good. And from that, we can expect a miracle. Sounds easy. Actually, it sounds simple, but it's not so easy because with everything that's going on in the world, God works through our thoughts and beliefs. And if you turn on the television or you read the news, I don't know about you, but do you catch yourself thinking, God is moving through me right now. I'm creating a wonderful, beautiful universe around me and around the world. I know I'm not thinking that. So how is this, how are we supposed to make this happen? Lots of times I'm not thinking from that holy place. I'm thinking from a place of lack, resistance, fear, and separation. These are all non-truths. And a non-truth is the belief that we don't have what it takes to create life. So there's a, a long history of a conversation in Unity that asks, do we have the right to say anything about what's going on in the world or not? The conversation is going on because our teaching is internally focused. Jesus said, don't look to the outside world for your good. Always look within. Seek ye first the kingdom within you. Don't store up treasures on earth. Put your treasure in heaven where your heart is. So. What has been going on in this country with racism and protesting has deeply troubled me. And how is that going to help by me going within? Well, I have to tell you, I've had some really big aha moments about my own thinking and my own awarenesses since all of this happened. Anytime, anytime I think or any of us think those people, 
whether it is politicians, whether it is the police, whether it is people of color, whether it is other white people, we are not thinking from oneness. We are thinking separation. And when we realize it, and we have to remind ourselves that's a separation thought, that's where the healing begins because we can come back to thinking of that oneness. When we hear about the looting and the rioting and the violence, let's not look at what is happening, let's look at why it's happening. There's an underlying current as to why that's happening. It's just like within us. When we're doing something or we're, we're not having the life of our dreams, why is it that we look outside of ourselves? It's time to look within and find out what's going on. What needs to be healed? Where do I need to shine the light? One of the things that I learned about this week on another level, I learned first about it a couple of years back when I went to Unity for my first SEE class. And this week, I saw some things on Facebook that were helpful, and it is, what is white privilege? And white privilege is nothing to be ashamed of and nothing to feel bad about. It is what people with white skin inherited. It is not our fault. We didn't do anything wrong. It has nothing to do with inheriting being rich or being having more than others. It doesn't mean that we had an easy life. What it does mean is that our skin color did not and does not make life more challenging. So when I get to own that I have white privilege, then I get to do something that's helpful. I get to heal that part of me that denied that it was there. That which I resist persists. If I keep denying that, I can't help the situation of racism today. Once we own it, we can use it to create more justice in our society. We can, we can use it to just listen to people with color and not make it be about us. There's so many things that we can do. And that's a part of our healing. That's a part of the healing, the separation. Now, this healing is gonna create change. It's gonna create change for all of us and sometimes that's scary. Uh, Sharon Salzberg quoted, loving kindness is a deep knowing that every individual's life is inextricably interwoven with all of life and that because of that connection, we need to take care of one another. Not out of sloppy sentimentality or a sense of obligation, but out of wisdom that recognizes that when we care for others, we are really caring for ourselves. I wanna hold up spiritual truth here about what's happening. What is mine to do? And how can I bring about a miracle? We all have false beliefs, cultures have false beliefs, and racism is a false belief. The idea that a person is superior to another or inferior to another because of the color of their skin is a false belief. And here's the light I wanna hold. Just as it's hard for people to change, it's also the same for nations. But what if, what if we could heal this false belief of racism in our life? I believe we can do that. I expect that miracle every day. And it's becoming, it's right now in our face and it, and it keeps getting louder. You know, it didn't, for me, go unnoticed that first we had the pandemic, which affects our lungs, our ability to breathe, which is our life force. And then we have to witness somebody being suffocated, choked. It's, it's the same. It's God, the universe, love saying, we need to wake up and stop this. 
It's not an accident. In Matthew 5.14, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. What that means is when we seek the kingdom within us, when we live our lives from spiritual principle, when we heal our own false beliefs, we shine. We cannot shine if we have these false beliefs. A false belief of racism, a false belief of white privilege is something to be ashamed of. It's about going in and healing that so that we can be here to serve one another. We are care taking care of one another. We are one. You have to search your mind and search your heart for other consciousness, for inequality in your thinking. It might be inequality within yourself that's suffocating and stuffing, your, su stuffing yourself to not do or say something. We are all a part of the human family. Our nation cannot shine the light of God, the kingdom of heaven, until we heal this old idea of racism. So what role do you have? What is it? What is it to heal? It is to be the bright light. You know, another healing moment I had this week was I was one of those people who posted uh, an illustration of Black Lives Matter. And then in the part where I wrote, I put all lives matter. We are all one. And when I did it, it didn't feel right. I thought I felt uncomfortable because I was opening up and saying something against racism. But what I found out later was that I was kind of discounting the Black Lives Matter statement that we need to hear right now. So first a friend had posted whatever she posted that made me become aware of it and I called her and we had a great conversation. But then I saw a post by Ashton Kutcher which really was amazing for me and they interviewed him and he said, you know, it had happened the same week that all of this was going on Facebook about Black Lives Matter and many people saying all lives matter. And he, he and Mila put their children to bed every night and have a boy and a girl and the little girl gets to have her story read first because girls come first. So their son said, well, wait a minute, boys come first. Why, why does girls come first? And so Ashton said, girls come first here because in some families, in some worlds, girls don't come at all. And he said, about Black Lives Matter, he said, in some people, black lives don't matter at all. So we have to make a stand that black lives matter. And it just hit me. It was like, yes, thank you. And it's humbling for me to stand up here and say that and to see the places that I am still blind. But I'm grateful because I don't want to be ignorant. I want the world to heal of racism. I want to be one. I want to see myself as one. So another light I want to shine is also that we talk about protest and being against racism. And what I would like to propose is kind of as David Friedman talked about a lot, not be against anything, but be for peace, be for equality, be for justice, be for oneness. Mother Teresa said, I will not fight against war, but I will attend a peace rally. She also said, if we have no peace, it is because we have forgotten that we belong to each other. It doesn't, she doesn't say the white people belong to the white people. We belong to each other. Let's not march against anything. Let's march for something. So what is mine to do? What is yours to do? I know mine was to come up here and talk, have this talk and say these things that make me really uncomfortable to say, but that's part of my healing. And part of my healing is to continue to pray and ask for guidance.
And part of my healing is to speak up when I see something unjust happening. I don't know what it is for you. That's your job, to go in and see what the miracle is for you. Stand up for your beliefs, stand up for yourself, stand up for somebody else. There's something for us to do. We know because there's social unrest right now. And if there's social unrest outside, there's unrest within each and every one of us. That's our job. And we heal because as we heal, somebody else can heal. It inspires people to heal from crippling old beliefs. It inspires people to heal from unworthiness. So when we focus on the spiritual solution, what is mine to do, we will get a clear answer. You will get a clear answer. You just have to listen and be quiet. So I'm with you. Shine your light. Embrace the mystery of the unknown. Let the truth be revealed to you. Expect a miracle. You and we can do this. I believe in you. I believe in unity. I believe in oneness. Inspiration without action is merely entertainment. That's by Mary Morsey. We need action, even in changing our thoughts. So until we meet again, I hope you are as blessed as I have been to be here with you. Thank you.